0: What's up podcast people, welcome back. Feels good to be back podcasting. This week's going to be heavy. I got a couple lined up that I'm really stoked on. Uh, So I'm going to be churning these things out for you. Um, Before we get into today's episode, let me just do some quick updates. I'm going to head to allineedskate.com and give you guys a little rundown. I just put up our new... Um, hobo series that's going to be dropping probably Halloween time uh, I posted it on the site so if you head there you can check out our our new graphics that we'll have coming down the pipeline soon they came out awesome Peter James Glenn killed the artwork um, four pro models Timmy Knuth, Derek Fukuhara Corey Gunan and myself and the idea behind the boards were to draw us um, as hobos <laughs> as future hobos <laughs> And uh, the graphics came out sick. It's a one-color print, and the backdrop is uh, cardboard. So it's like you, it's like it looks like you drew hobos onto cardboards. Um, but Peter kills it, man. Uh, I can't believe how these things turned out. I hope you guys check it out. And if you do, actually, I posted it on our Instagram as well. If you go to uh, at skate on Instagram, you can check them out and actually leave some feedback. That would be fucking really sick. I'm hyped to hear what you guys think about our next decks to come, man uh Also, I just posted two uh two edits from the Edge indoor skate park featuring Brandon Westgate and Gavin Nolan and many more um Those are up there as well and let's see oh I also wanted to remind you guys that our fourth annual New England Am skateboard contest is coming up um I'm really excited that it's gonna be November fourth and fifth it's a two day event. In the middle, an after party. Well, like an after party after the first day in the middle. So it's a Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday night, we go to No Problemo, which is a skater-owned taqueria slash bar slash they have shows there as well. So we'll have live music, um, which was sick last time. And who hooked it up? It was uh, Narragansett Beer hooked it up. So we had the Gansett flowing. We had Sick Jams and, uh, really delicious Mexican food. Burritos, quesadillas, they crush it. So that's our after party. But anyways, this, this year for the New England AM, the divisions are going to be, we're adding uh, a ladies jam. So my homie Steph, she, she runs, um, New England female skaters and she organizes a lot of jams and, all the girls shred, so I invited them. I'm also gonna reach out to my friends at Grow Girls Riders org and invite them as well. This is our first year doing it, but it gets me so stoked that skateboarding's grown to the point where there's a bunch of girls that wanna do it too, because skating's so sick and it's rad to see them into it. Like when I was younger, there was barely any dudes doing it, let alone girls, so it's cool, man um and and for real like we do the 14 and under that's sick too there's a lot of young people popping up skating right now seeing the value in it and seeing how fun and how much community comes with skateboarding so it's rad to see the little ones And, and i've been traveling to all the skate parks around here um every weekend and weekdays and all the skate shops Because I love it, man. That's all we do is just lurk around and hit all the shops and hit all the parks and meet everyone and skate with them and film edits and post them on our YouTube channel. It's our whole life. I've been doing this since uh, I was a little kid, man. I've been filming and going to all these cities and stuff. So I've seen all these people. My point is I've seen all these kids come and go and a lot of them stay. And now it's like to the point where it's so epic. It's like there's so many young people interested. They're all like... Fucking skating together, having the best time, and progressing. It's so rad to watch. So the 14 and under division is going to be gnarly. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be heated this year. Um, and then we also have 15 and over. So if you're 15 years old and over and you want to get in, this is like the AM contest, I'd say. It's fucking gnarly. The last We've done this contest for three years, and it's in it's in Taunton, Mass., at the Edge Indoor Skate Park. It's a 30,000-square-foot skate park where everybody comes from New England in the winter because it's the best spot and it's the it's can house everyone it has the best stuff and it's like it's like where me me Brandon Westgate Nick Don Pierre um Dave Pachinsky, Manny Santiago Gavin Nolan so many people in this area just come and shred this park um in the winters so it's got quite the scene is what I'm saying um, so, yeah, we have the ladies' jam, then we'll have the 14 and under, which is going to be fucking sick to watch and film. And then, well, I'm going to have to have someone film it because I'm going to have to kind of make sure everything runs. But I want to film it too, so I'll, I'll make sure to film for the vlog. Uh, and the 15 and over is like our am contest. It's basically for all the young dudes out there that are fucking killing it that don't have shop sponsors. You guys come. We always give out epic prizes from awesome sponsors. And. Uh, this year will be no different, and then we also last but not least, we will have our skate shop invite division. This is where we reach out to skate shops and we invite them to come and bring three riders each and then they battle it out and as like a jam format so it 's like each team gets like i think it was a uh, two minutes, three minutes on the course to just destroy it and do what they can do and then the next team comes out and then we move it like bracket style till we get to the top shop it 's insane like I thought I'd seen everything go down at the edge. Every year, I'm like, yeah, I've seen everything. Like, There's nothing no one's going to do that I haven't seen. I live at this place. And then every year, I like as soon as everyone shows up, right off the bat, I'm like, what? Dude, so sick. They thought of skating it that way or what the fuck? That was so gnarly. There was one time, I think the boys from Maine, backwoods maybe. Backwood boys, what up homies? They came down from Maine like they're Vikings that they are. And I remember one of them did, I want to say Chris Peterson, I might be wrong, but front blunt off this like nine foot quarter pipe into the six foot, like front side off the edge of the quarter pipe. It was insane, man. Um, If you want to check out our past years, you can go to um, youtube.com forward slash all I need skate. We've been posting uh, each division from, we film each division and post them every year. So you can check out. How crazy it's been. This year's gonna be the most covered for sure. Um, with the vlog being behind the scenes and seeing all how it's all made and churned out. Westgate's super hyped to help out with this year. He's gonna come judge and skate with you guys as well. And I know Donnie Barley's always down and I'm gonna reach out to a bunch of people. It's gonna be a fucking good time. So November fourth and fifth at the Edge Indoor Skate Park. I can't believe this is our fourth year doing it, and every year has been fucking blown my mind so uh i think i rambled on long enough uh i never mentioned the, i don't mention that i have a pro shoe on the podcast that much but i should because i'm stoked on it and, and i'm hyped on what we're doing with world industries as well and they sponsored this podcast uh and kevin clem rides for us and we're building a team slow and steady and building products as well right now we have three boards out we brought world industries back you know we've Peter Peter helped with the art, and he killed it, man. So now there's actually good quality World Industry decks out there available. Made in the USA, Uh, wood comes from Maine, they're fucking the best we could find, you know? Uh, And I also have a shoe. They hooked me up with a shoe, which was really rad. When they reached out to me about helping them try to resurrect World, they were like, they wanted to give me a shoe... To, just to like kind of like as a good gesture like let's build around this. So we have the decks and we have the shoes and I've been making some apparel um right here in Taunton for World and All I Need. Everything from all i need skate.com and worldindustries.com is made right here in Taunton uh all the apparel and the decks are from Maine and everything's legit, man. I'm really proud of what we're doing. So if you want to check that out too, you could check out worldindustries.com. First thing that will pop up is my shoe uh, if I ever post all about it on social media, on like Instagram, Facebook, um, at Anthony Shetler, uh, please leave some leave some feedback. If you tried the shoe or if you just checked it out, let me know what you think. Because me and my homie Colin sat down. Colin designs the shoes for World, and uh, with this resurrection bringing it back, they were like, "Let's start a skate line." So we need a skate shoe. Because before that, they just had a bunch of. Um, they were kind of puffy shoes, you know, they weren't necessarily for skateboarding, they were just general general public shoes, and they have those as well, and they're sick, I like them, uh, but we definitely needed a skate shoe for the skate line, so we sat down, he was like, dude, we'll start with your shoe and um, we'll see how it does, you know. And hopefully build off of it. So we sat down and we brainstormed. And I just came up with a colorway. And we went back and forth on a few things. But Colin crushes it in the design. So he kind of led me most away. the way. But I got to learn a lot. And I, I think we, tr- we turned out a fucking sick product, man. The shoe shreds. Uh, so if anyone tries it, please let me know. And if you check it out, leave a comment. Let me know what you think. That would be so cool. I think I rambled on long enough today. Um, but my guest. My guest today is Jay Scott Hands Down. Maybe you heard of them. Maybe you haven't. Uh, I I heard about the hype about Jay Scott on social media. People were I heard half of people were kind of clowning, and half were like, "Oh, whatever, it's kind of cool. Like, check it out." And then I was like, "I wonder what it is." And I I instantly start thinking like, oh, I don't know. There's so many people in skateboarding that like put themselves out there, and uh, they just kind of fade away because they're just trying to get attention or whatever. Um, So I was weary, but I checked it out, and it seemed like Jay Scott was like, you know, he's young, I believe he's like 28, he said, 27, and he has a family, man, I see, and he has his wife, he found a girl that loves him, a girl that sees that he's hyped on skateboarding, and she supports him and encourages him, which is a blessing to have, Um, while we podcast, he actually was in a hotel with his family because uh, hurricanes and flooding, he's down in uh, Louisiana, so They had to leave their home, so he was in the stairwell, and then he went into the hotel room, and I saw his kids and his wife and stuff. Um, Yeah, Jay Scott was awesome to talk to, man, and I appreciate you coming on the show and telling your story. Uh, And I hope if you guys like this podcast, um, leave some feedback on the iTunes store, The Shetler Show. Just leave a comment and rate the show, and that would help everything out. And I I read all those, and I try to respond um, to everything that you guys send my way. It, um. Thank you again for everything. I'm hyped for this year. Let's keep it going, guys. Peace. Drive, drive,
1: drive, 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 drive. I was like, Yo, it's just crazy. Like, I got, I, I, I got to get
0: on it. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. Board today.
1: This is The Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All-I-Need Skate Founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was,
0: it was hot, everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skaters in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, Get right. yeah. on this thing.
1: <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know? The other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad.
0: Admiration. Dude. Yeah, the admiration, or the, the
1: affirmation.
0: Real recognized real.
1: If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like, for me, I just loved it. Like, I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do.
0: Alright, I think we are fucking rolling. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah, Jay. Is it, what's your real name? Is it Jay Scott? Nah, my full
1: name is Joseph Scott.
0: Hell yeah, Joseph. Thanks for coming on the show, man.
1: Oh, anytime, brother.
0: Hell yeah. Um, for the people, let's give a rundown. Where are you at right now?
1: us with a hotel, so right now I'm standing in a hotel in Louisiana, me, my wife, and three kids, so I'm on the stairs right now, gonna keep the hands down, y'all a little bit by J. Scott, hands down, so.
0: yeah, What's the flooding all about? Where is it? A hur- Is that the Hurricane Madness? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, Hurricane Harvey first started in Houston, and I stayed maybe an hour and a half away from Houston, I stay in a small, little messy town, it's called Orange, Texas, all oh, everybody. Everybody know everybody. Everybody sleep with everybody. She's real Mexican. You know? I don't know if God came through to wake everybody up, but it was funny because me and my wife were sitting in the bed and we were just like looking like, damn, man, that must be, you know, dangerous. That must be a catastrophe. What's going on in Houston? And I like went to sleep and when I went to sleep, I woke up My someone was like, that can I have some cereal? I was like, really? I say, the cereal, the breakfast is downstairs. Go get it. So i heard him run downstairs and then i just heard some slipping noise and she was like baby stop them kids i want to get some damn sleep i'm like okay so i got up and i went to walk downstairs i was like jay stop all this damn playing and i came around the corner and i slipped too when i when i slipped we both landed My son was like i'm drowning i'm drowning and i was like what are you talking about i say son you can stand up it's just some water and come to find out we had water in our house about three foot it had plateaued all over across the living room, dining room, and everything. And I woke my wife up, and I was like, baby, the water is here. And I was like, it's raining like crazy. She was like, what you mean? I was like, look, don't panic. I said, but we got water in our house. She was like, I can't swim. I can't swim. I was like, baby, we're upstairs. The water's not coming 30 feet high. And I had to calm her down, but we came to the realization that the flood had moved its way down in orange. And I raised the window up, and we looked out the window street from here on out, we seen boats and everything. We woke up, it was like a movie scene. You don't see no stuff like this. Seeing rescue boats and people jumping in and crying, and I was like, wow. Yeah. The hurricane is here. So, our biggest concern was uh, getting out of there at the time. We was able to get out. And, um, we got our vehicles. I, I mean, we drove through it. Her vehicle got some water in it, but my biggest concern was having transportation. You know, the house, I mean, can't do nothing about that. I mean, we drove out and we got to... Uh, the water line was a little bit lower. We was able to get to uh, a dry surface, and we called a few people, and we followed some people to Louisiana. And I started a GoFundMe, and uh, my supporters raised enough money to where uh, we was able to pay for a room. And my wife ended up getting on the phone and got some type of recommendations and stuff added to what FEMA was able to help us out in, that we was dealing with the hurricane. And uh, they got us a room, and we had a lot of money from the supporters and. We out
0: here in Louisiana right now. Uh, yeah, that seems so fucking surreal, man. I'm sorry to hear about the house. Oh,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't. My, my biggest thing, I don't care too much about material things because they come and go. I was just concerned that me and my family were safe. So, as long as we got out there with the hands down, everything else is good.
0: Yeah, you can for sure. All the, I was saying that yesterday to my friends. I was like, yeah, fuck all the material shit because you can always earn it again or whatever. You got plenty of time if you're breathing, you know? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people take losses every day and have to rebuild, you know, so... Whew, gnarly. How, how, all right, how old are you? I'm
1: 28.
0: 28. What about actually, your lady, similar age?
1: You say, about, about what?
0: Is your lady around the same age?
1: Yes, my lady. Actually, she's 28 also. She was a high school crush, and she said I was too childish in school. immature. <laughs> I used to try to tell my homeboys, that's mine, that's mine, and it's funny because... She's my wife now because she told me in school, oh, you play too goddamn much. you you too goofy because I got a big personality. I'm always joking and playing. She was like, I never thought it. I just so happened. I uh, seen I was following her Facebook posts. She was like putting like some going through type relationship posts. So I, I jumped in a message. Like, <laughs> if you ever need, you know, somebody, a friend. And she was like, oh, it's this Joseph from school. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, man, you know, I mean. I I don't don't mind giving you the chance. She's like giving me a chance. (laughs) You know, I'm just being goofy. She's like, you really made me smile. She slumped the number and it went from there. And it was funny because after we met, I ended up having um, an incident in a refinery. But at the time, I was still being like what you would call a whore. I had random women, you know, on the team. Good for you. But I was put in a life-changing situation that made me actually settle down and, and appreciate what I had in front of me I was working at the refinery And they had a toxic gas release And I was climbing up the scalpel And we was just In in refineries We're doing trades They all about production You know So it's like Get it, get it, get it, get it done We gotta get this done Gotta get this shit done So We was climbing up I was pulling up equipment And all of a sudden The co-worker underneath me said he looked up And my feet stretched out And when my feet stretched out He tried to come up there And help me When he came up there To help me He stretched out come to find out Toxic gas terrifying. When I, when I woke up in the hospital at the time, Scott, which was my girlfriend that I had random women on the side also with, she ended up hearing that I was in a hospital through a Facebook post, so she uh, drove down from Killeen, Texas, which is five hours away from where sure my body was in perfect shape before they released me back to work and through that four or five month process I end up i all I could do was eat and lay in the hospital bed because I was taking tests and going through and coming to find out I had a seizure from the toxic gas releasing more and that's why I was shaking it more so they end up putting me on seizure medication and um, my biggest outlook on it was she was in my corner at my best and she was in my corner at my worst and when I seen nobody was by my side when I lost it all and she still stood in my corner, I said, she deserves a ring. So I stepped up as a man and I, you know, I was scared because I never thought I would be a family man. I never even thought I could have kids. I mean, cause the multiple women I've slept with in the past, you know, sometimes I didn't pull out, you know, I thought I was in trouble. But when I seen after years of nothing happening, I said, well, I just can't have fucking, Fuck it. So yeah. I went over there. But I met her, ended up having kids, and seeing
0: she stuck by my side, at my best and at my worst. So, Miss Jay Scott, I ended up getting married, so I kept the hands down and turned into a man. Yeah, I'll, I'm i going to say, man, I kind of, um, I well, my background is kind of, like, um, shattered. I'm from a fe- broken family, like, kind of been on my own since I was 13, last on the skateboarding. When shit, when you go through a lot of trauma and and crazy shit in life, Like, sometimes all you can do is take those those losses and turn them into wins. Like, see the silver lining. It seems like you have a good practice with that. That's a good survival technique.
1: I'm like you. I'm a broken family. My family, biggest thing, everybody has pride. Nobody wants to to forgive. You know, they hold on to stuff. Like my dad, he's real big into church. And if everything I do, I'm going to hell. You know, he's like a, a super Christian and... That don't sit well with me. I mean, if we're going to talk as father and son, learn to have a mutual conversation with you. you know, I don't want to talk about church every now and then. You know, I respect the man above, you know, I believe in God and stuff like that, but you don't have to talk about just church and work to me. I mean, so we
0: don't have no mutual conversation until this day right now. We don't talk at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I was going to ask you what your parents did for work when you were coming my, up.
1: My old man is a supervisor. He, he does industrial tanks, and uh, he helped me to pick up a trade because uh, in school I didn't have no plans on going to college and nothing like that. I just wanted to go to school and get a job. And he was like, son, the biggest thing to have underneath your belt is a trade because that can carry you wherever you go Cars far like, scaffold, painting, welding, and stuff like that. So he was a painter, and he said, I've been taking care of y'all for the past 20-plus years painting so I can teach you what I know, but I'm not your father when we get out in the field. And I found that out. I mean, he acts like, oh, I'm just a regular coworker," worker but it helped me and built me into the man I am today because now I have a trade to where I can
0: take care of my wife and three kids with what he taught me what to do. But yeah.
1: I hate that right now, we don't have no type of mutual conversation or you know? we don't even talk it out.
0: Yeah, I, I tripped on, a, I had a moment in my life where I realized that even the adults didn't have it figured out, and now I am an adult, and I got to kind of figure it out the best I can on my own. Like, it kind of, like, everyone comes to that realization is that you're almost born alone, you <laughs> yeah. die alone. It's your life. It's your life that yeah, you have yeah, to you take have, care of. You
1: got to make the best out of it. I see it now, and with me having kids now, it kind of gives me a reality check that I don't want to be that person my dad is being Because his dad went the same way to him, and he didn't acknowledge it until his dad passed you lived in regrets, like, I should have got it right with my old man before you know, he died like that and it's like, you're doing deja vu you're repeating it to me, you know and I'm just like, I still gotta stay positive through it all, cause me, I got it, it's nine of us, six biological brothers, and three of them are brothers. so but uh, my mom and dad uh, biological mom and dad, they broke up early, dealing with all kind of you know, relationship <laughs> problems and I call my stepbrothers my real brothers, so right now that's why I say I got nine brothers, cause we all grew up together. Everybody just done this talk noise, and, and um, I was the type. Uh, I would go to school and I played basketball, but one day I was getting off from the bus and I seen two white kids skating on the flat bar, and I seen one slide and he was like slid across. He was doing the front board and he like landed and he was like bobbing his head with his mp three. And I just like the bus kept going. I was looking back. Man, I want to do that. My brother's like, bro, that's so gay, that's for white boys. So they just like, they stereotyped it. They was like, bro, you're going to be a white boy. And I was like, you can call me whatever you want to. So I ended up getting a, a, a Walmart skateboard and it started from there. I started, uh, what you call it now, bridges.
0: Yeah. So when did, when did you, what age were you when you got on your board?
1: That age was out in middle school. So I think, uh, it was the seventh grade, if I can remember. Yeah. The seventh grade and, and I, I kept skating until about the 10th or 11th grade, then I quit because people started getting in my ear. They're just like, bro, that's gay as fuck. You skateboard, you are blank. All of your family play football and basketball, so that's when I let my dream go and I completely quit skateboarding. And uh, I didn't start back skateboarding until I met my wife. And she used to go to bed, and when she went to bed, I used to roll over put the, put the cover over my head, I just sleep and watch skate videos. <laughs> one, one day she'd think like she was sleeping and she was up the whole time and she was like, why the hell are you watching skateboard videos? She used to skateboard? I was like, huh, no, I didn't skateboard. I was scared to say that, you know, being I was a grown man, out of school and, you know, dating, no, no offense, a black chick, you know, I didn't want her to like, because I was already had that stereotype thought process in my head, like uh, a older black chick, Finding out a grown man skateboarding, she might feel like that's immature or childish, you know, because they don't understand the love and the concept of skateboarding, what we get out of it. All they know is it's a grown man riding a damn skateboard. So she's she She's like, she's like You skateboard? I was like, No. She was like, Don't lie to me. You told me you'll tell me everything about you. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I used to skateboard. She said, Why you quit? I was like, Man, everybody said it was gay, it was for white people and stuff like that. She was like, and you concerned on what people say? She's like, no, you're not gonna truly be happy with yourself until you start back skateboarding. And I was like, what you mean? So I come, I come off of work like two weeks later. She had me a skateboard and she had me a grill. And she didn't know nothing about skateboarding. So nice. I knew she must have talked to some people. And she said, from this day forward, we're gonna go in the garage. Uh, she said, got the garage. You ain't gotta skate in front of nobody. We're gonna chase your dream. You know, it's once a dream that you was chasing. She said, So we're going to call it Dream Jason." I was like, Wow. I said, Okay. So at the time, I was like 230, 240 fat. I had dreads with man boobs. They was like hanging to the left. <laughs> I mean, I needed a, a bra for them titties I had on I me mean, because I was fat. So, and I was like trying to do tricks, and I couldn't land nothing. I was getting frustrated because the tricks I did have, like heel flips, and switch heels, and all the heels, I couldn't do nothing. I mean, I was trying to knowledge and it just seemed like I was going to break the board. And she was like, just calm down. And she was just sitting in a little lawn chair. And I was like, you don't understand. You don't fucking skateboard. you just look at me. And you want to laugh. And she was like, I don't want to laugh. I'm watching. And she stood on that skateboard every day. And weights start dropping and more. And she like, and I, as I was laying on my tricks, she's like, why you with your hands everywhere? I was like, because I'm fat. What else you want me to do? I mean, I'm trying to hold myself up. And she was like, baby, just relax and keep your hands down. And I was like, what you mean? She was like, just relax. She was like, does any skateboarder do a trick and raise their hands in the air after they land a trick? I was like, no. She was like, well, just relax and keep them down. And that's when the movement started from there. She was like, from now on, every trick you do, I just want you to keep them down. And I had it, and uh, I started me on an Instagram, and I just, and it went from there, brother. The movement
0: started to go worldwide. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope that your lady helped you forge your style, because, you, you know, yeah. finding your style is when you realize, like, oh, I've done this a bunch of times, now I can do it relaxed naturally, you know? So, like, yeah. if she, like, told you, like, just put your hands down relax, like, you know, it's good advice, for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, sir, brother. and <laughs> It, it helped me out to where I'm at today. I mean, it, it, because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't even be on the skateboard right now.
0: You know, you know what's a funny comparison I was thinking about when you were talking about um, black people thinking it's a white sport and whatnot was uh hip hop. Like young white kids that love rapping, they have felt like they're going to be like Eminem or they're going to be like... That weird white dude who raps, you know, like it's like the opposite, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's all
0: stereotyped. Yeah, it's like if you like rap, just fucking rap and don't listen to all those assholes. Like, just indulge in what you love. Like, you gotta
1: do what you love, yes sir. I totally agree, brother.
0: It's all, yeah. all, it's like artwork. It doesn't. No one owns it. You can have your own style. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's like artwork. You can have your own style. No one owns it. Like, you can have your own version of whatever the fuck discipline or thing you enjoy or love. Like, you can internalize it and make it your own through your effort and time and and your love and passion for it. So, like, no one can own that, whether it's a hip-hop, like, make, singing with your voice, or whether you're pushing on a fucking piece of wood. Like, it's, triv- it's trivial. Oh,
1: yeah. I, I totally agree. And that's what we live in nowadays, stereotyping a lot of people... Don't do what they love to do because they're scared of what others are gonna say. Yeah, you know when I'm well when I met my wife because my, my biggest battles is me myself. You know I, I criticize myself the most, and I think that helps me push myself. But and sometimes I think I do a little bit too much, and that's why I thank God that she's by my side because she truly helps me out. And and that's how the movement started. And you know a lot a lot of times still with the movement I get criticized because a lot of people are just like where you coming with this fake steez and you just stiffening your arms, you know, I'm not trying to stiffen my arms, I think y'all interpret it like that and you exaggerate, so some people do tricks and like stiffen their arms by the side of their, you know, and be like, hands down, that's fake steez, some people might be like, oh, he trying to copy Anton Dixon and he trying to copy this, this, that, you know, and because there's a lot of skateboarders that naturally do skate and they're just like relaxed and chill as hell, you know, like just doing their tricks. But my thing about it is, like, which skateboarder do you know? Because you've been in the game for a minute. Which skateboarder you know does a flip trick or a grind and wants to do this after they land a trick?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to
1: be relaxed. I don't think you'll find anybody <laughs> that wants to do this with their hands after they land a trick. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. want to relax. I mean, you know, like you say, they still serious type. Like, they try to find that next out of it, run with it, but at the same time there's still a lot of support behind it so that's why I'm pushing because I'm like don't focus on others, have fun and do what you love to do, you know a lot of kids nowadays, they, they, they're discouraged because they see what pros are doing, uh, people are in position and they try to basically what I want to say, they try to compare themselves I'm not doing what he's doing, so I'm not going nowhere so then when you get in that train of thought process, then you find yourself staying right here forever you know, and I feel like everybody, we all got a chance at skateboarding, but you got to find what you're good at and, you know, hold tight to what you believe in. And that's what I'm doing with this movement.
0: Yeah, I, I love it, Jay Scott. It's funny, when whenever someone puts themselves out there and is honest and talks about it, it gets criticized by a por- portion of the population. It's tight that people show love, you know, and it's, it's weird that people want to tear shit down other people's shit. And a lot of times The people that are hating Are usually behind like Pseudonyms Or they're private Or some shit And you're just like Why are you burn? Why are you coming here Like why are you wasting Your energy on me Why don't you use it on yourself And whatever you want to create We're all creators We're all destroyers too It's easy to burn shit down I could burn shit down All fucking day It's harder to build it And take your time And learn and grow Through something Like It's exhausting <laughs> Hey And
1: I little agree brother Yeah And that's uh, And that's why what- to keep the positive outlook about it, I mean, because in my in my situation, it's a little bit challenging, you know, because it's just like I'm not a single man that can do what I want to do. Like right now, I'm, I'm interviewing with you, and everybody's just like, "Chill, put your hands down for my boy,
0: baby, hands down." Nice, crushing. <laughs> <Down. laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: with, with, with my situation is. It's a little bit challenging because, you know, it's a big responsibility. You know, I can't just say I'm going to just go skate all day. You know, i got to actually come home, tend to the family. And a lot of times it discourages me in a way because it's like I don't get enough time on my board to where I feel like I can reach my foot on the board and i got to change a damn diaper. You know, or, or I'm just trying to get into a trick and then she's calling me saying, get the kids. You know, so it's a little challenging, but at the same time, it's encouraging and it's giving me that drive to want to push through because something in my heart is telling me that I'm going to be somebody great and I want to keep continue to push what, I, what I'm doing so I
0: won't stop. One, one of the things I wanted to ask you when I was coming into this was what you thought sponsorship was. So that's kind of like, that was something that led me down this because to me, I look at you and I'm like, I, I, hear, I hear your interviews, and I've read some of your stuff, and you're like, people are saying you're not that good at skating, and da-da-da, and da-da-da. But to me, it's like, you don't even have to be that good at skateboarding to make an impact and be part of skateboarding. Like, the J. Scott's, J. Scott hands-down uh, skate jam would be sick as hell. I would go to that and film that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down with
0: you, brother. That's, that that's, seems like sick. You don't have to be pro or nothing to organize and just get the hype built, you know?
1: totally with you. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. It's getting stereotyped nowadays, skateboard. you know, with, with sponsorship and more, you know what I mean? And it's got a lot of people that leave loyal people that can help you, build you to get you where you are for money, yeah. you know, so the love is like, it's leaving, it's like, it's no disrespect to no brain, but I mean, like, you would leave a smaller brand to say, well, Nike's offering a bigger contract but that smaller company helped you build the character that you are today, and that's why I lose a lot of respect. At it. it's like, are you doing it for the love, or are you doing it for a paycheck? Yeah, you know, I love the feeling they give me when I get on the board and I'm I'm challenged. Like, how many tries is gonna take me to hit a Nollie Hill Front Crook? You know, can I hit it clean, or is it gonna be sketchy? And I just love it. I mean, because it's a challenge. You got to time the trick. You got to know when to slide, when to pull out, and. Still to this day when i get on my board like right now i'm getting the kids situated and i got hooked me up a fresh setup and i'm gonna go dream chasing and i and i i just the feeling it get me like i'm talking to my wife she's like baby come on get it out get your little skateboard talk and i'm like well i just want to tell you your boy want to get the clean Nolly backside 360 she's she like okay baby you can get it i was like but i want to revert it she's like baby I don't know what the hell you're talking about. What is a reverb? And I was like, okay, well, you slide it and you know, you gotta land it smooth. She'd be like, oh my God, you sound like you're 11 years old. Skateboard gets you that excited. And I was like, yes. She's like, well, that's why I push you. And at times, I kind of questioned myself, like, why well, does she want me skateboarding? Is she trying to be sneaky or, you know, it was just, cause you're not used to a woman being that supportive. You know, women might be like, baby, hey, go skate. You know, I know you want to skate with your friends. I'll be here. But she like, my wife was on another level. If y'all only knew, I mean, sometimes, like, with this flood situation, I was like, man, I'm done with skating. I'm not going to skate for a minute. i got to get everything situated. She was like, no, baby. She was like, skateboarding is going to take some stress away from you. I was like, baby, I'm not going skateboard. She's like, well, I'm not going in the house. She pulled that lawn chair out. And she was sitting out there with the kid in her arm, and she, she had the uh, skateboard sitting right there. And, she, um, and the boxer was sitting right there in the corner. I was like, I went upstairs for an hour, and I just tried to – Like I was doing stuff up there and I waited about an hour, hour, fifteen minutes. I come back downstairs, she's still just looking, hey. I said, What are you doing? She was like, You going skate today? I was like, Damn, and just for her to see how much she's into it to make sure that I'm happy, it pushes me. So I on my skateboard, she's like, There we go. That's my husband and I was just like, She don't know it gets me extra excited, but I try not to show all of it. I mean, but I just love the feeling it gives me, and I just hate where skateboarding is going nowadays, I mean, because it's good, but it's like sponsors only look at the difficulty and trick selection, you know, if you're not if you're not jumping down 20, 30 stairs, then kids got in their mind frame, I'm not going nowhere, so then you got these kids trying to do stairs and more, but then you ain't unlocked the type of skater you are, you may be a tech type skater, you know, and you try to do some stuff that Nigel Houston is doing everybody that's pro isn't skating rails everybody that's pro isn't doing manuals everybody isn't doing the same thing so why would you try to follow the trend and think you're gonna go somewhere I feel like when you find who you are you can stand out as your own individual but if you try to copy what the next person is doing he can't pull back lift the pins there you do it and send it to the sponsorship. they already got that on that team yeah. they're not more people skating the same rails doing the same type of trick selection. You know, and that's what I tell these kids nowadays. Sometimes I go to the park and they've been saying, Jay Scott, man, talk to me because you be in a skate coach, you keep it real. And I just be like, I ain't no skate coach, I'm dream chasing.
0: So <laughs> rub
1: up and laugh and then they be like, bro, I'm trying to skate this rail and I'm just like, why are you
0: trying to crook the park eight there and you can't even crook a flat bar? Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, you got to find who you
1: are and nowadays these kids aren't doing that. It's like, they doing this, so I'm gonna do this. But
0: everybody's not meant to do that,
1: you know. They got some pros right now. Can't
0: even get you a switch flip back five zero. I can't. You know, I can't some, do it. Got, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I got a good switch back five zero. I got a good backside when a nose grind, like bring it all the way around. Never done. Uh, really? Never done a switch flip back five zero though. See, you,
1: got, you got your own trick selection, and you know I watched plenty of your video parts. You keep me hyped all the time. I mean, they actually. Shoot Oh, that's my boy oh i say he's og in the game yeah you know, and i am trying to tell them kids you know they're at the park trying to learn switch stuff and i'm like can you at least learn the basics and that's why i just nowadays i just put my mp3 player in and i just get my set stone because everybody's following the trend and that's why you find even good skaters don't get noticed nowadays because you're doing what the next person is doing yeah you know i did not want to call some kids that you could get to the park you like, I'm trying to warm up, and goddamn, this motherfucker, nolly knows blunt, the, the park rail, second try, you know? he the nolly backside, he up the stairs, six, seven tries in a row. I mean, but you got to be different, you know? And, that's, and I feel like that's where sponsorship lays in. I mean, I feel like sponsors nowadays, I lost a lot of respect for some sponsors, I mean, because it's like, you know, you don't give people a chance that's not up here. You know, it's like nowadays, A lot of good skaters loyalty get this lawyer behind leaving somebody that built you just to go where the money is, you know so that's why nowadays me personally i just I do it for the love
0: all right, well, I'll give you a rundown of my skateboard history because it kind of cross sex right here, so at thirteen you know, I lost my father, and I just, like, that's right when I found skateboarding, that was, like, the silver lining, I was like, holy shit, like, my friend showed me that, I was like, I'm never gonna not do this, this is the funnest thing, there's no fucking rules, like, you can do it by yourself, it's like, whatever you want it to be, it can be, it's a piece of clay, put your energy into it, so, because my father passed, and my mom was, like, running wild on drugs, so, I just latched on this skateboard thing, and it fucking... I just did everything in my path to keep it in my life. As I got older, like, I got, like, shitty jobs just to, like, pay my bills so I could have time to skate. And then I just hung on to it and got sponsored, and I rode for, um... I started with Fibro, which is a small organic brand, which was owned by my homie... It is owned by Steve Rodriguez, who's a lifelong skateboarder who has dedicated his life to it. And he started his own brand, and he took us on trips. I went to, like... I went to Tokyo with that dude. I went to Germany, like, and uh, I went to New York all the time. The city skated, and he was, like, taught, teaching me about the industry and about how he was doing it, which was organic from, a home, like, a, a homegrown type thing. So I learned yeah. I learned from him. And then, like, he, he helped me get to the point where um, Birdhouse reached out to me, and they were like, you know they wanted to pay me and have me skate for them and to me that was like okay this is an opportunity because tony hawk and birdhouse and they wanted to pay me some money which would allow me to skate more but i had to like tell steve that because steve and fibro was small we were forming it and we were helping it grow and he couldn't he couldn't really pay me and i was like this is kind of a chance like i either take it and see where it goes and or, you know, like, I had to make a tough choice. I made a tough choice. I felt like I was breaking up with a family. I cried. It was fucking rough. Um, yeah. Me and Steve became even better friends after, though, because he understands, you know. So I went, did the birdhouse thing. That was sick. That was the next level. Then that took me to the opportunity where I got a ride for Zoo York, which was owned by um, Iconics, Mark Echo. So it was like... Big corporation yeah. in the heart of New York. I would go there. I saw 50 Cent walking out of the same building because the G unit was in there. The, yeah. co- the clothing and shit. And, uh, but that's like just corporate money. That's just numbers. So I was like, all right, now I understand. I'm taking a big risk because it's just numbers. If the numbers don't add up for the people that own it, then the skate shit's gone. They're not going to invest yeah so i was like all right this is weird treacherous water you know so that's when i was like i'm starting my own brand and i started with uh clothing all i need all i need is skateboarding because it saved my life just like most of us you know so i was like i'm gonna invest in that and um but i've seen the whole spectrum jay scott i've seen like organic homegrown to uh Corporate big money, big numbers where it's ruthless because they're just buying up the next pro because they need that content that's like everyone's jumping on, that's trending. And that what happens with that when it's just numbers, nothing's valuable except for those numbers.
1: I agree, yes, sir. I'm
0: surprised a lot of these companies don't just jump on the scooter trend because they could probably make a gazillion dollars, you know? Like, yes, sir. So, but yeah, it's a weird, the whole industry is a crazy situation, you know? And like, I've even seen it from the part of starting a brand. Like, you might one day, or, like, I don't know if you already have, but just starting a movement and trying to figure out how to build a business and a brand and do it within the restraints you have and your time and everything. But the good thing is, like, yep. I know you got kids. It sounds like you got an awesome woman that supports you. I would say some skate jams. Just throw them. See who shows up. Whoever shows up, let them know, like, this is just, like, let's film it. Like, make a sick day and try to do it again. Make it it annual thing even if you start something once a year and build a following each year people are gonna know and see the hype is real and see you skating and yeah yeah. my other thing i don't know where i was going to any of that but uh my other thing i wanted to talk to you about was like how are you um you're very aware of your story you must be somewhat self-reflective i know your lady helps you stay humble and focused. Is that from uh, your family? Like, did they make you aware that you need to have a narrative and story and be the author of your life? You know, a lot of people don't realize that that they walk around in like a daze and everything controls their life except for them. Like,
1: yeah,
0: where'd yeah, you? Well, actually, I mean, it was, it
1: was my mom. She always told me she was like, "Son, your character." She was like, "People would love to." She was like, "Even me being your mom, I mean, just with videos you." me and more. She was like, I used to just wake up in the morning and think about you and watch your video. She was like, it was just something inspirational that stood out about you. And she was like, I believe, she said, you always been a people's person. Because I, I can tell you, like, if you ever chill with me, I'm just, I'm a character. We could be just riding the car. If some music come on and they got a little instrumental at the end, I'm going to start freestyling. It don't matter. You'll I mean, make your family I, do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Bye-bye. I'm always having a good time. That's like, you know, yesterday I just played with my kids and I'm running around playing uh, the ghost hunter chase. I was calling them wall climbers. And before you know it, I'm playing with my kids and like 12 more kids. It's like, sir, uh, uh, can I play with you? I was like, first you got to take your hands down self. And they was like, what is that? I was like, just keep them down. I was like, you already got them down. They all like bust out laughing. And before you know it, I had everybody at the motel, like 32, 33 kids. And the parents just like came up, hugged me and was like, Hey, you can have some pizza. I was like, oh yeah. Hey, let me get get my sons. And I just the vibe, you know. I'm just a people's person. I'm I'm all about having a good time because I feel like my outlook on life is regardless to if you're rich or poor, you're gonna lay in that casket one day. And what's living life if you're not doing something you love to do or you're not happy? You know, anybody can sit around and can complain all day. You know, I can do the same thing. I can say hey, I lost everything. You know, because before I got my crib. Me and my wife, we slept on a blow-up ad mattress, and I told my wife, you know, let's save week by week, and then when we have enough, we can buy the furniture piece piece by piece where we don't have no notes. You know, I I just, I kind of like to put things in perspective, and I like to plan ahead, and that's how I got, like, OCD with cleaning up, too, so, I mean, she, she I get on her nerve all the time. Like, she'll, like open up a pack of cookies and eat a cookie and I'll put the cookie pack back in up and, and she was like I didn't even finish fucking eating it I was like it don't matter don't leave the cookies out and she was like oh my god you need to help she was like go get your ass on that skateboard or something I mean but me personally I just from what I've been through I'm my biggest critic because I feel like I would actually be where I needed to be uh, in skateboard if I wouldn't have let the world get to me and I'm I feel like me being in my late 20s, I still got that chance and that opportunity. Honestly, I feel like I don't get enough time on the board, but with just a little help and me being able to skate, I believe I have what it takes. And me personally, I do want the hands-down brand to branch off. I don't have the funds personally, but I see what it's doing when I can wake up in the morning and somebody that's been diagnosed with cancer saying they watched a freestyle and it changed their outlook, you know. If, if somebody with HIV, I wake up to all kind of messages. People that don't even skateboard, soccer players, like, man, hey, homie, just the way you support your family and you actually get off of work and you still find time to skate after a twelve-hour shift. You told me to get my lazy ass up and start kicking that soccer ball, and I'm just like, damn, I th- I'm thinking it's just a skateboard type movement, you know. And I got football players, you know, saying, hey. Thoughts out to your uh, family, prayers, you know, and the whole football team putting their hands down. I, uh, me and the homies was watching your freestyle, and we, I could just, it felt like you wanted to cry while you were freestyling, and it hyped me up. And me and my homies, we started going through some football at nighttime, just thinking about you, and I'm just like, damn. And then when they do that, it's like, I tap my wife, I'm gonna work on some O'Malley hills. She like, baby. It's 11.37 at night. I'm like, I don't give a damn. My supporters love me. And I just get up and, <laughs> and she wake up and it's like 12.37 and I'm still out there dream chasing with my headphones in. I mean, because for me to find out that what I do can influence somebody and not just being just talent saying, hey, he think he's the best. Because I don't. I've been to the barracks. Steve Barrow gave me that opportunity to where he let me crash at his place. You know, Andrew Reynolds actually sparked the opportunity because he said fly him out we want to see what he's capable of doing but then i actually downed myself because when i got out there i was so damn hyped i went straight to the stairs set because i'd never been to the barracks never skated with no pros and for me to be there i felt like i was 11 years old after i jumped down the stairs i got hurt so then i was able to put together a shitty banging with like some warm-up tricks and i had to have that for display for who i am and i was just like every time i watch out I do that damn shit Warming up And that's what they got To see for Banging But then my wife was like Baby that ain't what You went out there for You went out there Because you love skateboarding And you went out there To have a good time She's like See what you done When you put all that Pressure on yourself She's like Look what you done She's like oh, I watch you do that trick Every day Warming up She's like You done that for your banging She's like When you learn to Let go and just have fun Everything else Will fall out, fall in place So when I was able To go out there And I seen What them pros was doing It just like Sparked a few and when I seen people support me, like a pro mile like P-Rod it was like, you Jay Scott? And I'm just like, <laughs> he's talking to me, he's like, yeah, this P-Rod. And he's like, you better not miss no tricks and keep them down. And I was like, <laughs> and you know, I was just jumping up and down, you know, a grown man. I was just like, fuck yeah. And Andrew Rennes was, yeah. Uh, Antoine Dixon walked in, you know, he had his tattoos all in the face. He was like, he looked though. He's like, hey, my nigga, Jay Scott. <laughs> I'm just like, I looked over, he's like, yeah, homie, he's like, keep on dying. But he's like, you know, I'm the real OG, of hands down. I said, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, just the bond. And Mike Taylor was like, stop all that talking. We don't got time for all that talking. Mike Taylor was like, let me show you something. He had to switchback back now. He's like, oh, he put the hands down. He's like, I never miss them. And I just seen the contact and how everybody, we all was having fun from one character, me being there. You know, and just it, it made us all look like kids again. And I was like, that's what I want the world to see. Let's do, let's skateboard for the love. That's why we all started doing it. Yeah. Nobody actually skated to be sponsored. You know, you skated because you liked how it make you feel. You know, then you got to a time and point in your career where you was like, I would feel appreciated and valued if I was sponsored because that would hype my view to know that, hey, they're believing in me and sending me product once a month to show me, you know, that, hey, I, I can keep pushing because it's greater, you know, but, I try to tell everybody, let's get back to the first love. Yeah. I believe that's where the progression comes from. Like people like you and more, I believe y'all got to y'all full extent because y'all love skateboard. If y'all skated to be sponsored, I don't think y'all would be where y'all are today. Wouldn't because you'll be skating for the wrong reasons. Like okay, we waking up, I got to knowledge flip this ten there. you know. Then you got a chance of breaking your foot doing something stupid and then sitting your ass at home watching skate videos.
0: Like, J Scott, it's all about the numbers. So like. The more you count the stairs, the more money you make like the more you strive after chasing the numbers, adding up it's like a shitty it's you're never gonna win that race. it has to be an internal fire it has to be yeah. there because you you've you've just fallen in love with it you know, like for me for years, dude, it was like therapy I would go out there and i would I would just like destroy myself because I was that's how I felt inside I was like angry, I hated everything like I felt like complete shit, so I'd go out there and like destroy my body, like, just doing shit too gnarly for myself, but it was the only way to get that release, it was, like, self-destructiveness, and then you hit that wall where you're like, dude, I can't keep doing this, like, now it's ruining the thing I love, which is skateboarding, and then you You just, and it becomes, like, a job, you know? Exactly, so then you're just like, fuck it, that was the all-I-need movement, which was, like, dude, we need to invest in the things we need, which is fun, friends, family, like, those releases that, like, shit that makes your life better, those things, you know, like, I I like that you, I like that you have a lot of focus and dedication, and that's what's turning people on, is the, the, um, sticking to values, those are the only things that are really worth anything, the human, the human condition is what we should be concerned about, so we should take care of the human and allow them to develop and grow and be happy and express themselves, but it seems like the thing we created with this internet is not—it's a double-edged st- sword. You can you can do that, but you can also fucking box yourself in and and like think whatever you want and hate everything. Like it's it's wild west. It's wild west.
1: <laughs> and my wife said the same thing. I mean, it's taken over life in general. I mean, because we've caught ourselves multiple times in the bed and bonding time is on your phone. You know, I'm on my phone, She on her phone, she's showing me something, she, I'm showing her something before you know it, it's bedtime. I mean, social media is ruining a, a lot of things because it's a real attention seeker. you know. And a lot of people will even live a fake life to impress themselves, you know. I mean, a boost of ego comes from multiple likes. You know, you might post something and you get your 60 likes and something like that, you know.
0: Yeah, that's why I like authenticity. When you're yourself, you can tell it's genuine and just themselves. Because there comes the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know. So, I, I appreciate that you share everything, Jay Scott. And I, I'm really hyped you got to come on the show, man. Uh, I think everyone's gonna be hyped. All right, yes, sir. And uh, maybe I'll roll through Texas one day. I'll come say what up and shred some flat ground. Come on, let's get it, baby. Let me know. <laughs> Thanks again, homie. You're awesome. Thank you. Hell yeah, peace ya. Last thing before we go, I just wanna say check out allineedskate.com and worldindustries.com. Uh, thank you guys for supporting the show, and let's keep this rolling, motherfuckers! Till next time, my dudes and dudettes. Ladies, jam at the New England Am's gonna be sick. Chip chip.